the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel. A thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Understanding. Somebody say understanding. The Bible says, good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. If you see someone do well in life, in anything, check his level of understanding. The Bible said, a sower planted a seed, some fell. The one that brought forth hundredfold fruit, and the one that brought fruit was because, the Bible said, they heard the word and understood it. When you hear the word of God and you don't understand it, it doesn't yield its dividends to you. So you need understanding. And that is why almost everything we do, we spend a lot of time teaching. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 to 23. We'll read the New Living Translation and then we will read the Good News Translation as well. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for divine assistance. Let's look on the screen. It said, even though I am free... I'm a free man with no master. I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Somebody say, I've become a slave. And the objective of being a slave is to bring what? Many to Christ. I want you to follow that. Even though I am free. Verse 20. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under that law, even though I am not subject to the law. I did this so I could bring many to Christ, those who are under the law. And verse 21, he says, When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ, which is the royal law, the law of love. Even when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground. Somebody say common ground. Take note of that word. Common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. Somebody say we are doing everything we can to save some. Somebody say we have a responsibility and we must do everything we can to save some. He said, I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessing. I do everything. Somebody say everything. I do everything to share the good news, uh, spread the good news and share in its blessing. That means as we share the good news, we become partakers of the blessings in the gospel. You will partake of the blessings in the gospel. The good news says, I am a free man, nobody's slave. But I make myself everybody's slave in order to win as many people as possible. While working with the Jews, I live like a Jew in order to win them. And even though I am no subject to the law of Moses, I live as though I were working with those who are 
in order to win them. In the same way, when working with Gentiles, I live like a Gentile outside the Jewish law in order to win the Gentiles. This does not mean that I don't obey God's law. I'm really under Christ's law. Among the weak in faith, I became, I become like one of them in order to win them. So I become all things to all people that I may save some by whatever means possible. Somebody say, whatever means possible. And say it aloud, that includes technology. Say it aloud, that includes technology. And he said, the reason why I'm doing all, I do all of this for the gospel's sake in order to share in its blessings. Praise the Lord. You need to understand, church, that technology is God's wisdom. It's not demonic. One of the problems that has plagued the church all through history has been a slow rate of catching up with change. If you look at the church of God and the history of the church, over the years, again and again, if you study church history, you realize that the church always seemed to come late. The word moves so fast and the church is running behind it. But the Bible says we are the light of the world and we are the salt of the earth. In other words, we should be setting the pace. The church and church leadership globally sometimes can be very slow in changing. God does not change. But God is in the business of doing new things every season. Technology is something new. Yeah, technology always helps us to find new things. We used to have gas cars. Now they are talking about electronic cars. All kinds of cars are coming into the system. I mean, technology is fast moving. And we need to take advantage of it. It is not demonic. It is divine wisdom. Somebody say it's divine wisdom. You see, technology did not start with this uh, iPad and iPhone generation. Technology started in Genesis. Go and ask those who attempted to build the Tower of Babel. What were they trying to do? Skyscrapers. How many skyscrapers do we have in Ghana? Because the technology to build skyscraper is not cheap. Praise the Lord. Dubai has the, long, the tallest building on the planet. The tallest building on the planet. And if you look at it, <laughs> and the number, you can go to YouTube and then watch the video the documentary on the video, the number of people who worked on it to create it and what worked into it. These are documentaries you need to watch to inspire yourself. You see, there, there is limitless possibility in the human spirit. Somebody say limitless possibility. Now, and I'm talking about the human spirit, the human unregenerated person has limitless possibilities. But the born again man, he's a superman. Somebody say I'm a superman. The born again man is a superman because there is no limit. He is in unity with God and if God be for you, there is nothing that can be against you. The Bible said if you can believe, all things are possible. Many people said that construction was not going to be possible. He said it's never been done before. It's unprecedented. But today standing in Dubai. Technology. But Dubai is late. The first place that kind of building was imagined was in Genesis. Genesis. They said, let us build a tower whose height will reach the heavens. I mean, that, that was audacious. How were they going to do that? How were they going to do that? And they were ready to do it and the Bible said God had to step in and stop them. Why? Because they were going to do it. Praise the Lord. They were going to do it. I mean, God knew the end from the beginning. He knew that once it began, they could continue and finish it. 
So technology is not a modern day thing. It's something that has always been there. And we need to learn how to make the most of it. So we are looking at online service. How to make the most of online services. How to make the most of online services. In other words, when a service is online, how can you get the best out of it? That's why we are teaching. How to make the most. Take full advantage of online service. What is online service? Online service or meeting refers to a service conducted through the means of technology, either in a video or audio form for different people at different locations around the world without being physically present. That is an online. An online meeting or service is a service that is conducted through the medium of technology. And this medium could either be audio or visual. It could be audio or audiovisual. Audio means you are hearing it, but you are not seeing. Visual means you are seeing and hearing. The way you watch TV, you see and you hear. That's it. When you are on Facebook following a service like a number of you are doing this morning, that's basically what you are doing. Technology is bringing the gospel to you at the comfort of wherever you may find yourself right now. So when we talk about online service, we are talking about a meeting or a service conducted through the means of technology, either in a video form or audio form for different people at different locations around the world without being physically present. Are you with me? Another word for it is a virtual service. So you see, but you are not physically present. Amen? Okay, that's it. Those of you who are online now, you can have a feel of the service, experience everything we are experiencing here. The only difference is that you are not physically in the building. And when you are spiritually hooked up to it, Thank God, God is a spirit. Somebody say, God is a spirit. Uh-huh. Because he's a spirit, he can reach out to us anywhere we are. There is no distance in the realm of a spirit. Are you with me here? That's why when Pastor Francis was here, somebody was in Accra and could be ministered to. He received healing in Accra. Why? Because the spirit of God knows no boundary. God will reach out to you this time. In the mighty name of Jesus. Right, participants in an online service or virtual service can either listen or watch the service and demonstrate their presence and participation through their comments or chats. So, when an online service is going on, how do we know that you are part of the service? How do you know that you are hooked onto the service? By registering your presence, and for us, our greeting is grace to you. So, when a service is going on and you come on the page, whether it's a YouTube page or it's a Facebook page, your first greeting is grace to you. Amen. And as we structure and we set the media team right, somebody will be right there to welcome you into the service. So the moment you show up grace to you, somebody will quickly reach out to you and connect with you and engage you in a conversation right as the service is on. So when you come for an online service, you need to know you are present. Somebody say you are present. Say I am present. If hallelujah service is on and you attended the service, we must know. How do we know? You put your comment there. You put your name there. And sometimes you can even let us know where you are watching from. If you are, maybe you call out your name, Silas Kwakuyabwa from uh, USA, North Dakota. That's it. That's how we know you are present in the service. Somebody say an amen. amen. All right. You can be on the service and nobody will know. And it's all because you didn't participate in anything. Here now, when I say amen, you can respond. Are you with me here? Yeah, because you are alive in the service. In the same way, uh, when you are online, whatever is going on, you need to fully participate. 
Any of the following instruments can be used to participate in an online meeting or service. One, you can use your phone, you can use tablets, and you can use computers. So smartphone, tablets, and computers can be used to actively engage in an online service. How many of us have smartphones? You have a smartphone? A smartphone is a phone that has WhatsApp. Lift. Yeah, that's a smartphone. Oh, is that not it? Yeah, that is it. The simplest definition. Yeah, of a smartphone. By Pastor Fawcett. Yeah. How many of you have WhatsApp? You you do WhatsApp. You chat. Yeah, you have a smartphone. <laughs> Somebody say I have a smartphone. <laughs> yeah, you have a smartphone. Don't let anybody challenge you. You have a smartphone. All right. The purpose of online service. What is the purpose? Because it was the late uh, Mars Moreau who said, when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. So we need to know why social media. A lot of people abuse the platform. There are people who put their nude pictures on social media. There are people who take pictures of their children, young children who are born, and they put them on social media. And sometimes I really, really can't get it for them. Somebody is, a child is born. Even Jesus, when he was born, he was hidden. Some people really can do some nasty, silly things. Yeah, a child is born. Young child. Maybe a, a month or two. Some, some of the people, as soon as the baby is born, freshly born, the baby is on social media. Instagram. Somebody is pregnant and she's dancing with her belly on social media. TikTok. Really? You think you are in a natural world. This is a very spiritual world. And you better be serious. Haven't one of those uh, Malam sent you a request before? How many of you have received a request? No, me, they send me all the time. They send and then I, 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 I bounce them. They send all the time. Now, So you should know the kind of people who are on the platform. So when you put your picture, things like that there, those are the people you are exposing yourself to. You have to walk in wisdom. The Bible says, for those who walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. There are things that must not appear on social media. You have to walk in wisdom. There are things. There are things that must not appear. Some of you are believing God to travel. There are certain images that are on social media. Where you go, and sometimes, based on what you are traveling for, they check you out. Sometimes you are denying the visa simply because of something you put on social media. And now the law in Ghana is straight on some of those things. Maybe one of these days, we will allow the lawyers to speak to us. When What you put on social media and the implications it can have for you. But you and I have a very wonderful opportunity. You know, the, the nation with the greatest population on earth. How many of you want to know the nation with the greatest population? It's not China. It is not uh, uh, India. It is Facebook. Facebook has uh, about 3 billion people on it every month. Every month. About 3 billion people. So how, many, how many new people are in China? By the time you put Facebook, YouTube, I'll give you the statistics. You will know the kind of people we are dealing with. And that is, the harvest is ripe. That's what the Bible said. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. That's a place we must reach. So we cannot be passive and be sitting in a, you know, when we are on a platform like this, the kind of people we have potential to reach, they are far more and the people we are reaching in our immediate auditorium. If we decide to go all out and maximize this platform, you will have no idea how many people will come to the saving knowledge of Christ because you showed, you shared a video and you didn't know who was watching. 
but somebody walked along the line at the point of suicide somewhere and then changed his mind and counted Christ. And in eternity, he will meet you and say, thank you for sharing that video. Thank you for inviting me through that medium. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That's it. That's social media. Very powerful. What is the primary purpose of online service? Number one, the, the main thing is that the primary purpose of online service is not, I want to tell you what it does not do. And then we share. It is not to replace the physical gathering of believers together as instructed in the scriptures, but to complement it. That's it. Online service is designed to complement our in-gathering. Church, God's wisdom for church is in person. Somebody say in person. That is the foundational purpose of church. We are one body. We are members of one another. There are things we need to do for one another and we can best do them when we are together like this. So when you read the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse uh, 42, it said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They devoted themselves to fellowship. Fellowship means close contact, communion, participation, sharing intimacy. Fellows in the same ship. That's what we call fellowship. Praise the Lord. Fellows. Friends who are in the same ship going to the same destiny. That's fellowship. In the book of Matthew 18, 20, he says, where two or three are gathered together in my... Gathered to what? Gather. Gathered together. Assembled together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, he said, let us think of ways to motivate one another to act of love and good works. And let us not neglect. Verse 25. Let us not neglect. Somebody say neglect. Let us not neglect our meeting together. Our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So what the scripture is simply saying that don't miss church. Turn to your neighbor and say stop missing church. Whether it's midweek or Sunday. Find yourself in church. Some of you come to church once every month. You come to church the next three weeks, and it's not like you are duty bound. It's not that your 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 duty or your job has taken you to a certain station. So when you are available, the first thing you want to commit yourself to is regular appearance in the temple of God. David said, "One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life." So being in church is critical. Somebody say critical. Say critical. That's it. So, online service is not designed to replace it. Don't close work and say, I'm not going to church. I will sit in my office and watch. No, 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 no. Schedule yourself. Close work early and be in fellowship. Online service is important, but it's not supposed to replace it. It's to complement it. In fact, next week we'll look at when to be part of an online service. When am I supposed to be part of an online service? And which online service am I even supposed to be on? We'll look at that. Online service is a strategic and innovative platform to maintain Christian fellowship, sustain spiritual growth, and reach out to lost souls whenever it is practically impossible to do so physically. Please take note of that. That's when online service comes in. Online service is a strategic and innovative platform to maintain Christian what? Christian what? Sustain spiritual and reach out to lost souls whenever it is what practically impossible to do so. And last week, I'll be sharing with you some of the impractical cases. Uh, some cases where it's practically impossible to be part 
of an online service. That's what we are going to be doing from next week. Acts chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 8. The Bible says, Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. Imagine that a law is given that if you meet in any place as a church, or we meet for any Christian fellowship, soldiers will be sent after us. When something like that happens, and we are not in the place where we are convicted of the Holy Spirit to face them squarely, like uh, Peter said, that it's better to obey God than obey man. We can make use of technology like that. So, without even appearing, people will think that service is not going on, but service will be going on. You saw what happened during the lockdown. We were at home, but we could still be ministered to. How many of you were ministered to during the lockdown? You were at home. That is a, a real case. Look at that. The Bible says, in the early church, there was persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. So, if something happens and you are scattered, you are away from Jerusalem, a place where you can meet, a place where you can gladly join the believers in physical fellowship. You travel to a certain destination and there is no Bible-believing solid church there that you can commit to. That is a very good opportunity to hook up to online service and be part. Look at that. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Somebody said he began to destroy the church. And mind you, in the last day, persecution is going to come against the church. Yeah, a lot of people are going to rise against the church. Even the COVID, some people are trying to use it to establish an agenda against the church. The Bible said, going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Look at verse 4. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Can you imagine that? At that time, there wasn't technology. But when they were scattered, they could still preach the word. Here we have technology. You may be aware, you may not be allowed to associate with, but you can still send information across. You can still share revelation and insight with other people. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That's very important. If you look at the ministry of Apostle Paul, he used technology extensively. The technology that was available at his time, he used it extensively. Most of the letters Paul wrote, he wrote them from prison. How could he reach out and minister? He used technology. The latest technology at the time was writing, letter writing. And that was all. He wrote several letters. And we'll see it as we go along. So it's God's wisdom for reaching out. The church, in fact, a greater part of the New Testament letters were written by a man and from a place where he was incarcerated and he couldn't go out to do evangelism and reach out to people. Can somebody say an amen? amen. 14 reasons why. You must believe and participate actively in online service. As a member of the church, I need you to come to a place of firm belief and conviction that this is the way we are going. This is the way we are going. If you are part of the church, that must be your philosophy. You go the way the word of God says we should go. You go the way leadership says we are going. Somebody say an amen. Number one, online service provides a platform to facilitate Christian fellowship and interactions irrespective of physical restrictions and hindrances. There can be some physical hindrances and restrictions. When the COVID broke out in 2019, was it 2019? Yeah, the later part of 2019 into 2020. When it broke out and the government across the nation decided to take measures 
among the measures they took was the fact that we should social distance. We shouldn't relate with one another. We should stay away from one another. And how could we stay away from one another and still maintain spiritual fervency and spiritual power and energy? That is where we needed online service. So it gave us a platform for consistent fellowship and interaction irrespective of restrictions. You know, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Somebody say, iron sharpens iron. So our fellowship with one another is very important. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, let us be concerned. Look at this. Let us be concerned for one another. How do we get to show concern? To help one another to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit. Somebody say the habit. The habit of meeting together. And last Wednesday, how many of you were in church? We were blessed by the habit teaching. I started teaching on a vital key for success in life. Vital, vital key. As part of make 2022 great. And that is to form great habits. One of the habits you need to have is a habit of being in fellowship at all times. He says, let's not give up that habit of meeting together and some, as some are doing, so there will always be people who will not be in church and they shouldn't become your inspiration and model. Look out for those who are consistent, who are zealous. The Bible says, fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord. This year, may you choose your relationship wisely. Say a better amen. amen. Alright, so there could be hindrances and the hindrances sometimes can come through Satan. Know this COVID is a demonic disease. Yeah, it's a demonic disease. Every sickness comes from the devil. He's a principal source of sickness. When we get to the month of health and wholeness, we'll walk, talk about this. Is Satan is the principal source of sickness. Without sin, there was no sickness. In other words, without sin, but for sin, there won't be doctors. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, we are not told that they needed anything. God gave them food to eat, not medicine to take. Why? Because it wasn't part of his original plan. That's God's plan. Somebody say, that's God's plan. And redemption in Christ is to bring us to that same place. That's why this year, no sickness will bring you down. You will walk in the revelation of divine health. In the mighty name of Jesus. One of the things that consumes a lot of people, their resources and their time and their relationship is sickness. And the Bible said Jesus came. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed of the devil. Healing. Look at that. Healing all them. Healing all them. Anyone that needed healing was under the oppression of the devil. Somebody say sickness is an oppression. It's an oppression from the devil and 2022 you shall not be oppressed. I said you shall not be oppressed. Every oppression on your health, every oppression on your body, every oppression on your mind, every chronic oppression, that is cyclical. Today, I stand in the authority of the name of Christ and I declare a nullify. It will not show up in your life again. That migraine is gone for good. In the mighty name of Jesus, that waist pain is cursed. In the mighty name of Jesus, that cyclical knee problem is cursed. Receive total healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Hindrances from the devil in the book of Romans 15 22. For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you. Paul wanted to reach out to the church in Rome, said, I'm going to come there. So I will impart some unto you some spiritual gift. But Satan made sure consistently 
And there are times where Satan can make sure, set up a lot of things around you simply to stop you from going to church. And when that happens, online service becomes a necessity. Somebody say an amen. amen. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 18. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. Satan will not hinder you. Number two, online service helps the church to exist and thrive amidst restrictions on movement and physical meetings. Ghana, we have the freedom of worship. We have it freely. But if something happens, like the COVID happened, and government use emergency powers to say that all those freedoms have been restricted, how do we stay in touch with one another? How do we remain in fellowship? That is what online service helps us. It helps the church to exist and thrive amidst restrictions. Now, in the early church, there was persecution. They couldn't go out and preach openly. Like there are some nations in the earth today where you can't do that. Saudi, you can't preach to people. There are places, if you try to proselyte, they will deal with you because it's not allowed. They, they have high laws against uh, uh, religious uh, influence. Trying to speak to somebody, you can't do that. But once the platform, the internet platform is open, and mind you, there are some nations where internet is not even giving full access, like North Korea. You, you are in North Korea, you don't see what's going on. You don't know what is going on. Those people, they, they don't know what is going on in the world. They think the whole world is North Korea. Praise the Lord. And for such a place, if we ever have the opportunity through social media, we use it. Somebody say an amen. Okay, so it helps the church. The persecution that came against the church was so strong. What helped the church in those days was the home fellowship. But if you look at the extent of the persecution, he was actually entering house to house. So at that time, even if you did a cell at home, you were at risk. So at that time, when you couldn't do a cell, how were they going to survive? At that time, they didn't have technology. But today, even if cells cannot meet, we can still meet in Zoom. We can still meet on Zoom. We can still meet on Facebook. Can somebody give God a praise? That, that, that is a privilege. You see, this generation, that's why God must judge this generation straighter and stronger than he did the generation of Noah. Because everything we have to be able to serve God freely and consistently and seriously is available. It's available. Do you know that for many years, all they knew during the early days of the apostles, all they had, where the scrolls, the Old Testament scrolls. And it was not even with you. Like the way you have the Bible, the whole Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, on your phone, and you can access. No, it was the scroll. You have to travel to the temple to pick it up and read. The Bible said Jesus went into the temple and picked up the scroll and began to read. Only few people had access. But today, the knowledge of God is available on all platforms. If you have a smartphone, you can download almost all kinds of Bibles on your phone. And yet, a lot of believers are so ignorant about the Bible. This year, your life shall be different. I said your life shall be different. When I was in school as a, as a student, if I wanted to memorize scripture, what I needed to do was either write them on a card or pick a book that has a lot of scriptures inside and then be carrying the book about. But today, the moment I wake up, I wake up to uh, a scripture because my, I set my phone that scripture must welcome me. The moment I hit the screen at a certain time, scripture comes. In a certain time of the day, from our 4 a.m. and then I think 12 noon or so, 
two scriptures. So I must I, I, I connect with these two scriptures before the year goes, the day goes. When I pick up my laptop, while I'm on it, scripture is rolling. And some of you have that facility, and you don't even use it. Am I communicating here? Now listen, I want you to know that to be spiritual is not accidental. You can never become spiritual accidentally. You become spiritual intentionally. Somebody say intentionally. The reason why a lot of people always, they wish, oh, pastor, I want to serve God more. I want to love God more. I want to become serious with God. Listen, you don't become serious with God by just talking it. By taking practical steps, including forming relevant spiritual habits that will position you to live a spiritual life. I see you walk in a spiritual health. Your spiritual head shall not fail. Somebody shout an amen. amen. All right, so Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. COVID will not prevail against the church. No sickness or disease will prevail against the church. Why? Because of this vital platform we have. Number three, online service helps us to sustain and advance the work of ministry in cases where there is unavoidable hindrances or limitations on physical meetings. The work of God can advance. You remember Paul was writing from prison and he said, I thank God that my bones have uh, led to the furtherance of the gospel. Amazing. He said, he said, I'm happy that I was kept in prison because when I was kept in prison, it became an opportunity for the gospel to spread. Imagine that God forbid something happened and I'm arrested and I'm kept in prison. If I had the opportunity to shoot video for you to watch Sunday to Sunday, I wonder how many people or how many of you will do that or come to church because of it. Just come and watch video. But that's what Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, they were not even watching video. They were reading letters. And if you pick a First Corinthians, imagine that whole book that you have not even read through once. You have not been able to read one chapter full of it. That whole book, they come and then they are reading them. Letter, and those letters were not given in chapters. <laughs> the chapters were put down by translator to help you understand it. So, all of that letter they were just reading, 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 reading. It is reported commonly among you that there's fornication. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go and provide solution after the other. That is how uh, Paul, if you read it, all of these, it talks about, I, Ephesians 4, 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk of the vocation. I, prisoner, pri and he was talking about physical prison, kept under house arrest, unable to move. There was no... Uh, CCTV camera at the time. But soldiers were on guard him. They were on guard 24-7. Make sure he doesn't move anywhere. But while he was inside, his spirit could not be controlled. Revelations were flowing. John was kept in the island of Patmos. And his spirit was open. And revelations were flowing. No matter where they keep you, revelations will flow. Amen. Somebody shout an amen. amen. Shout a believing amen. amen. Number four, online service makes it possible for the church to reach many people across the globe with the word of God through the use of technology. Many people. I just told you that Facebook, the one we are on now, and YouTube, Facebook alone has about 2.91 billion people, almost 3 billion people on it monthly. So can you imagine that we put a video there, we put a sermon there, and you share it with your friends. He says it, he says it, he says it. You have no idea how many people we are reaching. Somebody say an amen. amen. So, 
It makes it possible to reach people everywhere. Now, you must understand that before Jesus comes, there's one condition. Somebody say one condition. Many conditions are there, but one important condition that must be fulfilled for him to come is the preaching of the gospel. Matthew 24, 14. He said, and this gospel of the kingdom. Somebody say the gospel of the kingdom. He said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. Somebody say all the world. All the world includes uh, North Korea. Where there's limited or restricted access. You enter North Korea and you can easily be, with Bible, you can easily be seized and killed. Praise the Lord. So all the way, it should be preached all unto all nations for a witness. Why? Because see, until people hear the gospel, God has no basis to judge them. That's why Jesus, when he died, he went to prison to preach the gospel to them. So that those who believed in him, when they resurrect, they have a place in eternity. Can somebody say an amen? You see, God's basis for judging anybody and taking anyone to hell is dependent on the person's exposure to the gospel. If a person never hears the gospel, God does not have a right to judge such a person. Somebody say an amen. amen. But when you hear the gospel, you have an opportunity to either accept or reject. When you have made that decision to reject Christ, then you have to answer. So the gospel must be preached in all the world for a witness unto the nation. Then the end will come. How many of us are expecting the end to come? You're expecting the end to come. You better expect the end to come. This world is a miserable place. I, 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 you cannot be at home in this place. Praise the Lord. No, no. This is not a place to be at home. It's a messy place to be at home. We know we are overcomers, but it's still a messy place. Somebody say, I mean, man. That's a glorious place. And you will get to that glorious place. In fact, you are already seated in that glorious place. So, all right. Number five, online service affords us the opportunity to reach out and minister to those who are sick or homebound and come make it for in-person service. There are people, as we speak now, they are not here. Some people are not in service today because they are sick. Some are nursing babies, fresh babies, and they need to be at home. Such people need to hook up to online service in order to sustain their, themselves spiritually. And that is one of the benefits we get from online service. The Bible says, is anyone sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Number six, online service affords us the opportunity to fill the earth with the knowledge of God like the waters cover the sea. The Bible says in uh, Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So when we are online, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube, we are on TikTok, all of these platforms, we are spreading the knowledge of Christ across the globe. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Number seven, online service affords us the opportunity to reap a large harvest of souls for Christ using a few laborers. You know, one of the greatest challenges that Jesus told us to pray about, he said the harvest is plentiful. Somebody say the harvest is plentiful. Say the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Alright, so the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. How can we harvest if we have few laborers? If you have few laborers, we need to maximize them. How can we maximize them? Online service gives us an opportunity to maximize the harvest. If we say we are going for an outreach within a community, how many people, even under a space of four hours, how many people can you meet? How many people can you talk to? But when you are on social media and you use it actively, you can reach out to over a thousand people in a day because your friends have friends and they have friends and they have friends and they have friends. Can somebody say an amen? amen. 
So your influence is wider. We are able to reach out to too many people with few people. Once we engage that platform, somebody say an amen. Number eight, online service provides a platform for speedy fulfillment of the Great Commission. Speedy fulfillment, speedy fulfillment. I mean, I'll be wondering how on earth would the gospel be preached to all nations for a witness. As 1.8, he says that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be what? You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the outermost part of the earth. Somebody say an amen. amen. Yeah, so how can we reach people in the outermost part of the earth? When in most nations, you are not likely to be granted visa easily. How? How? If you are to go there physically, if we were to enter every nation physically, there are nations you will not be get, you will get access. But through online, we can go into every nation. Somebody say an amen. amen. So it helps us to reach out for the Great Commission with speed. We are able to reach more people with the gospel faster. They used to travel on, on the sea to come to Africa. When those people came, the early missionaries came to Africa. They spent years on the sea to get to Africa. And some of them, they came and they would not even think of going back because the journey itself was daunting. But today, you can reach out and share the gospel with somebody within a split second. And the person is several months away, 24 or 26 hours away, far away in Australia. You can reach them with the gospel. Can somebody say an amen? Now, that's the power of technology. Technology makes that possible. It makes it possible. You don't have to physically, you may not have plane ticket to go there, but the gospel can travel without ticket. Are you not excited that the gospel can be sent forth across the nations of the earth without ticket? The, wound, the gospel cannot be refused a visa through technology. Somebody say an amen. amen. Right? Number nine. Online service affords us the opportunity to connect and evangelize the younger generation who are the most active on social media. The younger generation. Somebody say the younger generation. If you look at the younger generation and the mess they are in now, it's a mess. The Bible says, remember your creator in the days of what? Your youth. The best time to reach them is now. And we cannot reach them if you are not where they are. Yeah, if you are not where they are, we cannot reach them. The younger people are on social media, TikTok, and Facebook, and all of those things. And you as a pastor, as a leader, as a church worker, you are not on those platforms. You, you want to reach out to people. How do you reach out to them? Somebody say an amen. amen. Say an amen. amen. Alright. Number 10. Online service helps us to reduce significantly the cost of global missions. It is one of the most cost effective ways to fulfill the Great Commission. Somebody say the cost of global missions. Say the cost of global missions. Now you must understand that it, it costs a fortune to bring the gospel to people. Cost a lot. Cost a lot. It costs a lot. It costs a lot. And the greatest cost is human life. It costs. By the time you take one uh, missionary and take him across the continent, across the Atlantic Ocean, to wherever you are placing them, it, it will cost you a lot. Sometimes you go there, and after you have gotten visa from Ghana, you are denied access into the place. You are denied access. It costs a lot. It costs a lot of money to send the gospel. You see, the gospel is free, but sharing it is not free. Somebody says sharing it is not free. 
But you see, one platform upon which we can freely share the gospel is social media. And listen, this is the time where we can share it. A time is coming, I believe, that possibly they will begin to uh, censure some, some presentations. There are some things that you may not be allowed to share. So let's make the most of it while we have the opportunity. I remember during the COVID time, Pastor Chris was sharing some things, and they took him off uh, social media. They will not allow him to speak. They were trying to silence him. But thank God he has his own platform. I trust God that one day Embassy of Life will have our own platform. Yeah. Unique platform. King Shad. And in King Shad, everything he wanted to say was said there. Praise the Lord. And that's it. There, there, there will come a time where the world will seek to silence us. And we need to engage. If we don't hook up to technology, understand it, and learn how to use it now, when that time comes, we will not have a means of expression. Praise the Lord. We will not have a means of expression. And I, I am very passionate about technology. I remember at one time there was a wedding here and a pastor came here from one of those uh, Orthodox churches. And after the wedding, he was telling me that everything he did was very fine, but I didn't see the physical paper Bible. Why is it that you didn't bring the physical paper Bible? He was an elderly man. And it was a wedding day. So I didn't want to give him any lecture. I just told him that, oh, uh, this is what we are, we are comfortable with. If you, are, you have an idea, the number of Bibles I have on this platform, he won't talk about paper Bible. He won't talk about paper Bible. You won't talk about paper Bible. Since I got hold of this, I have never desired a paper Bible. My greatest desire for every member of our church is to come to a place where everyone will carry one. Somebody say an amen. amen. What's before? You can have access. If you buy the uh, four uh, parallel Bible, how many? Four. Four. This one, I have more than 12 different versions of the Bible here. Commentaries, countless. Books, over 2,000. Here, where will I be carrying 2,000 books? No, 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 no. I may not even be allowed on a flight with 2,000 books. No, 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 no. But with this, that's what it does. I'm not communicating somebody at all. That's it. That's the power of technology. A lot of complex things have been simplified. That's, what, that's why we use it. So that's it. It helps us to significantly reduce the cost. Oh, number 11. Online service helps us to overcome many of the limitations that impede the global spread of the gospel. Many limitations. Somebody say many limitations. Yeah. Jesus said we should take the gospel from Jerusalem. Somebody say Jerusalem. Into Samaria, into into where? Judea, and onto where? The uttermost part of here. We have to take the gospel there. But how many of you know that it's not very easy to enter nations? Eh? Particularly civilized nations. What they call civilized nations. It's not easy to enter. If you like, go and ask uh, the British High Commission. How many people in Ghana apply for visas every year? And how many people are granted? How many people are refused? Go to the U.S. Embassy. How many people queue up for visas? And how many are refused continually? Every time. More people are refused than those who are granted. So if it is physical presence that will take us there, we will never get there. But thank God that technology does not require visa. Somebody say an amen. 
No, 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 no. By technology, we'll get there. And I'll see you get there. Again, number 12, online service affords us the opportunity to obey the command of Christ to go into the word rather than expect the word to come to us. Now, you see, if you look at Christ again and again, the instruction is to go. Somebody say to go. He said, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you and ordained you to go. Then, when he gave the parable and they said many people were invited, he said, go to the highways and hedges. The instruction is always to go. We are not to sit for people to come. We are to go and bring them. Somebody say, go and bring them. That's why you need to be on social media. Next week, I will let you know why you must have an account on social media. If you are a Christian and you don't have a member of this church for that matter, and you are not represented on any of those active social medias, you are not a serious Christian. You don't mean business for God. And for us, our leadership, if you are not active on the platform, you may not even qualify for higher levels of leadership. This year, we are going to monitor it strictly. If I see that you are not active, you are not making time to do so, you don't qualify to help the cause. So we just uh, find a place and put you. Somebody say an amen. Yeah. Very critical. Online service force us the opportunity to go to where they are and share the gospel with them. People are sharing pornography images there. All kinds of things are being shared there. When I was young, to watch pornography, we have to wait deep in the night. Those days, Plaza Hotel. Deep in the night, around 1 a.m., they watch movies, 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 uh, action movies, and finish. Then around 1 a.m., 2 a.m., that's when the real action will start. Yeah, because that's, that's when you can... Today, all you need is a phone, a smartphone, and browse, and then they will take you there. In fact, you don't even need to browse. They will, they will pop up and invite you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that some of you, you have been watching. Grace has located you. Somebody say an Amen. We, we have to be so active that anywhere anybody uh, shows up, we pop up. The gospel will pop up. A message will pop up. A, 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 a scripture will pop up. That should be our target. And that is a reality. Can somebody say an amen? amen. That, that, should, that should be what we are aspiring for. Somebody shares this thing and it shares globally. Everywhere. Number 13. Online service affords us the opportunity to bring the church to the homes of people who may not honor invitation to come to church physically. Do you know that there are people who don't come to church, but they watch services online. Yeah, they don't come to church, church service. When you invite them, they feel too big. I'm a CJ. I'm a, a, a justice in the Supreme Court. I'm social and so here. I'm a politician. They feel too big to come to church, but they can watch. And while they are watching, the Holy Ghost can reach out to them. Can somebody say, that? I mean, so, so God has different ways of reaching people. Social media is one of those platforms. There are people who are watching me now who may not be going to church. And the Holy Spirit is working with them now. Number 14, which is my final point. Number 14. Number 14. Online service can be a vital platform for accelerated spiritual growth. Accelerated. Somebody say accelerated spiritual growth. Say accelerated spiritual growth. And this is where I need you to Really, the Bible says in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Somebody say, my faith is growing. Yeah. Say, my faith is growing. Yeah. Do this, my faith is growing. Yeah. Your faith must grow. 
Because if your faith does not grow, you'll be a victim of circumstance. Your faith must grow. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The Bible said, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the word. And this is the victory that overcomes the word. Even our faith. Your faith must be growing consistently. And how do you keep your faith growing? By feeding on the word. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. It said about growing grace. I see you growing grace. Amen. Somebody say, I'm growing in grace. And I'm growing in knowledge. Yeah, you grow in grace by growing in knowledge. And online service, like what we are going to be doing. Excel service, you are fed differently. And then, in the uh, in-person service, you are fed differently. So, accelerated growth. When he gave me a list of the things I, I said I was going to teach and I have not taught, I, they are more than the things I am planning to teach this year. Yeah. How can you be built up? How can you experience accelerated growth? That's it. There are people who have been in church for a long time and they are still babies. And that's what Paul was talking about in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 to 13. Hebrews 5. He said, but when for the time, somebody say for the time. Say for the time. When for the time you ought to be teachers, you need, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. There's a time you are taught. There's a time you must teach others. Ask your neighbor, can you teach anyone? You are struggling with forgiveness. Can you teach anyone? You are struggling with sin. Can you teach anyone? The Bible says you have to grow. First, you are fed. When a baby is born, the baby is what? The baby is what? Fed. The first stage, mommy put uh, Bobby in the mouth of the baby, and the baby is fed. As the baby is fed and fed and fed, at a certain point, baby will now select food by himself and begin to eat. Am I communicating? So, there is the first phase, you are fed. And that is good. It's for babies. And then the second phase, you begin to feed yourself. And when you are mature, you begin to feed others. And every Christian must go through that process. And our mission as a church is to bring every member through that process. You should be able to, one, be fed. Feed, feed. feed. That's why we are podcasting. We have all of those platforms. To feed you consistently and continually. Then you grow. We put the tools in your hand. Establish spiritual disciplines and habits in you so that you can feed yourself. And having fed yourself, you can graduate to feed others. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Now, that, that's, that is somebody who is growing. If you are stayed in any church, if you stay in a church for two years, one year, two years, three years, five years, and you can teach others, quit that church. They are joking. You should be able to teach something. And this year, I see you become a shepherd. I see you become a shepherd, a fellowship shepherd, a ministry shepherd. You have to teach. You can be a Christian who cannot teach anybody. All you can teach is chemistry and mathematics. You are not serious. Teach them the knowledge of God. And that can only be possible when you have grown spiritually. And online service is a platform for accelerated spiritual growth. I see you growing in the Lord. I see you growing in the Lord. I see you fulfill your destiny. Somebody shout, I believe it. Have you been blessed this morning? Does it make any sense to you at all? Put your hands together for the Lord if you've been blessed.